Hey everyone, welcome to Thursday's Thursday. True and Trivial Talk with Matt and McGinty. This guy and, and that guy. <laughs> we're so glad you're here. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us today. This is our special election episode. Because, election inspection. Yeah, because like next week... It'll be post-election, and mm-hmm. you know, depending on what side of the spectrum you're on, Man. you could be like really happy or really not so happy. But. That's right. All of our hopes and fears are wrapped up in this. No, please don't <laughs> make it that. Uh, but yeah, this is our election inspection episode. I couldn't think of anything else that rhymed with election. <laughs> I, I think we should. I feel like we should have some like hail to the chief music going on behind us. Real. Patriotic. Yep. Let's just go for it. Okay. Fix it in post. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we're gonna have an election themed. Yes. We're gonna do some fun stuff today, Nate. We got some stuff fun first. stuff. We're going to be looking at some political yard signs, some funny political yard We've signs. We've hand curated these. Yes, hand these curated. These are chosen just for <laughs> you. We didn't just some find some website and go, oh, or Google search. No, we handpicked these the for best, you. The best, only the best. Yes. And we also have uh, some election trivia. So we're gonna uh, mm. ask some questions. Some some. Hard questions, maybe, or maybe not so hard. But uh, and then we're going to take some. Uh, we're going to take some questions, and we're going to talk yes. through uh, elections and how to vote. And let's just say this from the outset: we are not allowed to endorse a political candidate. Nope, not doing it. We're not going to do it. But we are going to hopefully give you some helpful tips and how to uh, either how, how to vote or how to feel good about your vote. Yeah. Or yeah. Matt and I politically debated this for virtually months. You have to understand that we're both like political junkies. Like we read stuff, a lot of stuff. So for us not to talk about things is hard. I've been, I've been fighting it because you know honestly, <laughs> hold you back, man. I'm I have, hold you back. I have a I have a love hate relationship with politics. Yeah. I, I hate what it does to people, but you know I, I, I love. It's interesting. It is. It's like a it's like a circus. Uh, it really it is like a can be for it, sure. Yeah, I it mean, can it's, be. It's entertaining, you know, but at the same time, it's like, ah, uh, <laughs> seriously. So, well, anyway. uh, before we get into all this, man, you've been enjoying the cooler weather around here. Yeah, man, I got, I got a sweatshirt on today. I got long so. sleeves. I almost never wear long sleeves. Yeah, I bet you're enjoying the cooler weather. You're, I can't. You know, I, I run. I run yeah. hot. So, Wait, is it hot natured or cold natured? Uh, I don't it, know what the how the terminology works. I don't but know. I, I run hot, so I like to. I like he the likes cold to weather. keep it cold. Mm-hmm. We share a thermostat in our office, and <laughs> he's always always turning it down, like to make it colder. And by so. defense, one of my walls is the previously they were the the doors, the metal doors to the original entrance to the church. And so they drywalled <laughs> that over, and so right now I can it gets feel a little cooler in there. The yeah. cold breeze blowing through the cracks. Yeah. Okay. So. I, I'll give you that. Good times. Uh, we ready to do this? Let's do the yard signs. All right. Why don't you give me two, and then I'll I'll give you two. Two. Well, I mean, come on. We, we've all seen this. The Rick Astley yard sign. Yes. Vote for Rick Astley, twenty twenty. <laughs> he is a uh, never gonna, never gonna, I, never gonna give you never up. Never to give you up. Matt never let you down. Glasses, so I you forgot. I know. I forgot my '80s song. I'm like, wait, how's that song go? Never and gonna. Give I love '80s. Never gonna let, let you down. down. Yeah. Uh, this is and, solo. T- yeah. Right. <laughs> duet going um, on here. Yeah. I won't oh, hurt yeah. you. Yeah, that's part of it too. Never right? gonna run around never or desert run, you. Yes. Make you cry. Say goodbye. If only. Tell a lie. If only a candidate could do all those things. See, the thing with the Rickroll thing is that I think it was in the early 2000s, there'd be all these YouTube videos like, oh, I want to see this cool YouTube about Transformers something, something. You know, I'm a Transformers (laughs) nerd. And you click on it, and all of a sudden it would be like, 
the Rick the Rick Astley song, right? And so you got Rick rolled. So people were doing this all the time, like clickbait. Yeah. So I feel like this this yard sign is clickbait. It's like I'm not gonna let you. Wait, I will because it's something else. You know. <laughs> all right. All right. Here's another one. Um, Giant Meteor 2020. Yes. Just uh, ended already. A lot of people are just hoping, <laughs> please, something. 2020. God, God send us something that will end this. Um, now, this is one of my favorites because, like I said, I like Transformers. Transformers They're yeah. super cool. All hail Megatron. Megatron. Global domination. Oh. If only. No, we don't want that. No, we don't want Megatron. And then this is for all you Star Wars fans, uh, including this guy right here. I'm a fan. Darth Vader. Together. We shall rule the galaxy. <laughs> oh, that's a cool one, man. That's a cool one. Here's a uh, a Romney Ryan sign, and uh, <laughs> I love this one. And the wife has put a yard sign next to the Romney sign, saying, "This is my husband's sign." And uh, yeah, not 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 mine. Not the not the wife and not son. the wife sign. No, now, that is a house divided. Yeah, that's like an Aggie marrying a, someone from UT. I know. You know it just yeah, it so works. Great. I've seen it happen. Jesus can accomplish all things. <laughs> you know. Hey, what about this one? Re-elect Mayor Goldie Wilson. Ah, Come on, man. We got to get a Back to the Future reference. Back to the Future in reference every, in every episode. Yes. Actually, we didn't do it last time, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Well, Pastor Steve. Like, uh, I should have asked him a Back to the Future we question. Should I should have. We should have. All right. Another Star Wars one for you. Obi-Wan Kenobi, 2016. What's his yes. tagline? Our only hope. He is our only hope. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. Thank you for that. Uh, what else have, you got, man? I think we have... Oh, we got two more. Okay. Um, why don't you do the... <laughs> <laughs> the Bigfoot one. The Bigfoot. Make America Believe Again. Make America yes. Believe Again. And in this one, we try to stay away from specific candidates, but I couldn't help myself. This one was just pretty funny. It's half of a Bernie Sanders sign. Okay, half of the Bernie <laughs> Sanders sign. In place of the missing portion, someone wrote this that says, I took half of your sign because you had one and I didn't. I'm sure you understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Such a great shot. Love it. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right. Those are our funny political yard signs. Do you have a yard sign in your yard? If you're listening to this, uh, no, we, no, we avoid yard signs. Yeah, I do, I do too. Um, if, if you're listening to this and you can't see it, just you can watch the video on YouTube or Facebook and you can, we'll make sure those are all in there. That'll make for some post, fun post editing for me. Yeah. But hey, we'll get through it. We can it. do this. All right, Matt, what's our next section that we're doing? We're going to do an elections quiz. We're going to test your knowledge. I'm going to give you a softball question. Ready? Softball question. How often do we have the presidential elections, Daniel? Well, is that when it's finalized or when you start doing it again? Like every how many years? It's every four years. Every four years. All right. I was thinking about when people start running. It's basically as soon as they get into office nowadays. (laughs) Like, I just got to like, all right, now here's my campaign slogan. And in what month do we always do it? November. November. The month in which I was born. And my father. Both born in November. That's cool, man. That's cool. Okay, well, so we're going to go back and forth. And okay. uh, I don't know the answers to these questions, and uh, you don't know the answers to the – well, I know the answers to the ones I'm asking. All right. Yeah, fair enough. You ready? You should. Okay. Give me two. All right. Two. Two. Um, first one. Who is the only candidate to be elected to one term, defeated for a second term, and then elected again four years later? I didn't know this until I did the research. Uh, what are my options? I'll give you some options, okay? This is multiple choice. All right. John Adams. Okay. Thomas Jefferson. Grover Cleveland. Okay. Now, here's here's a confession. I used to be a U.S. history teacher for two years. But you don't know this. I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to have to guess. See, I feel like John Adams and um, Thomas Jefferson are pretty well known. So, by deduction, I would go with 
the least known name on there. I'm going to go with Grover Cleveland. Ding, ding, ding. Grover Cleveland is the right answer. Lucky guess. Well All done. Right. All right. How about this one? How many electoral votes are required for a candidate to be declared president? you got three options here. 51, 185, or 270. I keep hearing the number 275 running around, but I'm pretty sure at the bare minimum someone has to win is 270. That's right. Two seven. Did you did you read my answers? Did I creep up sheets? No. Yeah, okay. All right. All right All let right. me give you two questions. You ready? Give me two. How often are elections held for seats in the House of Representatives? Hmm. Uh, is that every is that every four years? No. Every two years. Every two years. You would think it was like the Olympics where it's, you know, the winter yeah. and the summer Olympics are every four years, but they're offset. So you have uh, one every two years. But no, they have to run for office every two years. That's kind of intense. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. That's that's what my – Okay. That's what the Google All right, said. man. Okay. Give me All right, one. here's one for you. Now, this one might be uh, – this might be easier. Here we go. Okay. How long are the terms served by senators? Oh, U.S. senators. How oh, long are their terms? Man, uh, I want to say I want to say four years. Four years? Is that right? Is that your final answer? I think so. Your options are two, four, or six. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I know it's not two years. I don't think it's six. Maybe it is six. Okay, I'm gonna go six. Go six. You are correct, my oh. friend. The power of deduction. Sherlock <laughs> yeah, Holmes will be proud of you. <laughs> All right, why don't you give me two? All right, here's here's two for you. When were women first permitted to vote in the United States? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> give you some, some options. I mean. Okay, 1776, 1865, or 1920. 1920 seems like such a late time. There's no way. Um, gosh, I guess civil rights movement started at. Uh, I'm gonna go 1865. No, oh, man, no. Fail, man. It's only it's been a hundred years. Yeah. That's right. They had that big celebration yeah. in the was it the State of the Union. They 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 dressed a certain way to commemorate that it's been a hundred years that yeah. women got to have the right. To vote. But you forgot that. I forgot that. Okay. So fail my part. <laughs> when does the new president of the United States take office? January first, January twentieth, or January thirtieth? See, I always remember this because I know it's pretty much around my eldest daughter's birthday, and so it's January twentieth. It's January 20th. All right. Well done. I'll take the win. Pretty good. All right. Here's your last two questions. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. When was the first official presidential election in the United States? 1776, 1781, or 1789? I think it was 1789. 1789? Yes. You are correct, my friend. Yes. Well done. I knew it wasn't too close to win. Yeah, to 1776. By Jove, he's got it. All right. Uh, Last question. You ready? I'm ready. If you get this right, um, I think you win. Maybe we're tied. I'm not keeping score. That's okay. We're not keeping score. It's just for funsies. It's it's for fun. All right. When was the first official presidential election in the United States? The first presidential election in the United States. What are my options? Um, Wait. I copied the same question in twice. We just did this question. Oh, no. We're out of questions. <laughs> we're out of questions. <laughs> How'd that happen? I don't know. How did I copy the same question twice? Are we keeping that in or are we going to edit that out? planning fail. I'm not going to edit that out. Okay. We, uh, 
We, we're all, warts we're all and human. All. We're all human. So you win because I failed <laughs> to give you enough questions. Well, I thought like after you asked it, I thought, okay, there's something I'm not understanding here, but I'm just going to – I'm going to ask him for the options. And so I wasn't trying to embarrass you. It's always good to have options. No, you didn't embarrass me. I, I just – I failed epically. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to get to our serious stuff, our serious segment here in just a second. Uh, but we also want to preference it a little bit too. Um, so, like I said, Matt and I really deliberated about this a long time before really diving into this political long stuff. Time. Long time. We talked back and forth about it. Ultimately, kind of the conclusion we arrived at, there's a lot of people who have questions. And a lot of believers have questions about politics, uh, what to do, and we want to give them encouragement and focus on principles and perspective. And so we, we asked some questions on Facebook, and most of what we're going to be talking about today is response to those questions mm-hmm. and comments that we got online. So we're, we're trying not to drive the agenda real hard here. Our goal isn't to convince you to do something, but more about to give you confidence to do the right thing. That's right. And, and uh, yeah, and like involved. you said, perspective. Just you know, knowing that because this is such a big deal, um, sure. we, don't, we don't want you to be wrecked next week, we, but we also don't want you to you know, have all your hope and thinking, yes, life, life is finally perfect and everything's yeah. good now. Um, yeah. But so. let's, uh, before we get into it, I thought it'd be really good for us to pray. Normally we pray at the end, but this is something we feel like, one, we don't want to say anything <laughs> that's going to be like, oh, man, I regret saying that because I didn't have enough clarity on it or wasn't yeah. enough tension in the answer. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Matt, why don't you do us the honors of praying before we start this, and I'll close it out. You got it. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Once again, we we pray that in these next few moments, Lord, that you would give both Daniel and I wisdom, but also, mm. Lord, just to give believers wisdom and confidence in knowing that um, this is a privilege that we have to be able to vote and to live in a country where yes. um, we can uh, place a vote to determine the outcome of, of where our country's headed. And Lord, such a crazy, crazy time. And Lord, we pray uh, for believers everywhere, we, we just pray for our nation, God. We pray yes. that you'd remind us uh, continually that you are in control. And uh, Lord, I pray that you just guide this time, and uh, uh, may it be fruitful and productive and helpful. Mm-hmm. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, we want to be fruitful and productive. And helpful. And helpful, yes. <laughs> so we're going to kind of, like I said, we took some questions from you all online and we're going to kind of organize these questions and scripture and thoughts by perspective mm-hmm. and principle. And so we first think that it's important to talk about what kind of perspective should we have as we consider politics and voting and candidates and that such thing. Um, one of the comments that we got online was this. If the outcome of who wins, uh, what, are the, what are the outcome is, what is or will not be something that'll affect me on a daily basis. What should I? I think there's a typo in here. <laughs> like, if the outcome of who wins or does not isn't isn't there's a key how about there. next time I I, type I know out maybe that. I should let you do this. All right, <laughs> I figured out the missing word. Here we go. If the outcome of who wins or uh, is or will not be something that doesn't affect me on a daily basis, then why should I vote? So why should I vote whether or not the outcome affects me or not? So let's let's kind of analyze that question a little bit. Um, what perspective uh, is this question sort of asking us to have? Yeah. Um, so I think that uh, if we're going to if we're going to start this out, first of all, talking perspective, uh, that question will it affect me on a daily basis? And you know, yes, the the what happens next week will 
will affect us. We know that. Um, but should it should it wreck us? You know, um, mm. I think it's important for us. No, no screaming in your car. I don't think it's important. I know it's important that we have perspective and remember who the ultimate king is, regardless of who president is next week, whether it's President Biden, President Trump, whatever the case is, mm. they have been put there by God. And uh, Romans 13, uh, I love this passage that says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority mm-hmm. except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Like it drives it home twice that yeah. whoever is in charge, God put them there for this time and for whatever reason. And uh, a lot of times when we don't get what we want in an election, we feel like, oh, the, the country's going to hell in a handbasket. I don't really use – I don't ever say hell in a handbasket. But you're but, using it literally. Yeah, right. Like, you know, we're – you'll probably see it on social media. You'll probably talk to people who, who, will, who will just, you know – People are where the world The sky is falling, you know, and, and just to remember that – God's got this. God is in control. He is the one that has put authorities in place. And we can rest in that, knowing that regardless of what happens next week, Mm. there there may be a new president, there may be the same president, but there is only one king, and that's King Jesus. It's true. And it begs the question, who sits on the throne? You know, presidents come and go, kings come and go, uh, but who sits on the throne of heaven? That's God. And no matter where things go... Our hope cannot be in a candidate. That's right. Right. Our hope is in Jesus. And what happens a lot of times is we sort of filter our faith through the lens of politics. Mm-hmm. And so we start to form our political views and our political you know our political views and our hopes for ourselves through this political lens instead of through faith in Christ first. Uh, as you know, there's this big sort of controversy that you know, if you vote for a particular candidate, I'm not gonna say his name, then you can't be a Christian or like the you don't have faith because you vote for this person because they don't have integrity or character. And, you know, it It really makes us stop and think about what we're doing and why we're making our choices. Yeah. And we have to recognize that no matter what happens, my world, it rests secure in the hands of God. Yeah. You know, if our, and one day our country will not be as free. One yeah. day the freedoms we have to worship, one day the, the freedoms we have to express ourselves will be gone. And uh, because end times is a thing, we may not be alive for it, mm-hmm. but those will be stripped away one day. And the question is, will we be faithful? Well, yeah, I think you uh, you and I were talking about this the other day about how people tend to make uh, a presidential candidate their their God and well, the, their, their their party mm-hmm. is or their government is their church. And you know? Christians even do this ourselves, but from yeah. a different angle. A lot of times yeah. on the left, uh, because they're very secular, they will turn politics into their religion. And so, yeah. in their religion, government is their church, and the political figures are their popes and pastors. And Messiah figures sometimes. Right. So Which, when they don't get what they want, I mean, it feels like their world is completely yeah. collapsed because God, little g God, uh, God has let me down, you know. And if they don't believe in a God and and government is their God, then you know they, they're they they feel wrecked. It's feel hard hopeless. for conservatives to understand this. And you know, just full disclosure, we are conservatives. We're pastors. We're Bible believing pastors, uh, rooted in Scripture. That is our, our perspective and where we stand on things. Um, but we, it's important for ourselves to try and put ourselves in someone else's shoes and understand how they feel about this, why this is so important to them, and for us yeah. to approach it with an empathetic sort of perspective. For sure. Um, 
And so that being said, I think there's also a cautionary tale that part of our perspective of Christ being on the throne is that um, I lost my train of thought. There. <laughs> I, was, I was on a roll. Christ, Christ is on his throne. Part of our perspective in Christ <laughs> being on Help throne. me out here. Um, no, that we don't put our faith in politics to fix our country. Oh yeah, right. And so that's part of the. You it's, know, the a, church, it's a broken human system. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean don't get involved. Oh yeah, obviously get involved, but really God's. Answer to fixing a broken world is not politics; it's the church. Yeah. And yes, the church can mobilize a vote on important issues that are in line with Christ's values, mm-hmm. with God's values. But we also have to recognize if we want our society to be better, our culture to be better, the answer is through the church, us being better sure. followers of Jesus. Well, you know, and and, uh, and I think it's Pastor Steve that that shared this with me one time because we. We we get into this and and we, it's tempting in seasons like this to just pull away from politics altogether. Like it's just yeah. so dirty and nasty. It's like oh, I just don't want to even want to vote for anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, being don't reminded, disengage. Yeah, we're well, being reminded that you know when when scripture was written, um, especially talking the New Testament, you, you remember that that. That was written in a time where it was a monarchy. Yeah. There was a there was a king, but now you know we live in a democracy where we we get to set republic, right? A public, yeah. Where Democratic we get republic. to we get to choose our leaders. We get to have a voice. We get to to uh, to do a civic duty, and yeah. and um, that's why it's so important for us to vote. And um, yeah, we'll we can come back to more of that later. But no, that's good. Yeah. All right. There's also we've t- kind of touched us on a, a little bit, and sort of in line with what we've been saying. Um, it's important that when we talk about this election, especially if you're a little bit older, maybe our age or more, we're talking about sort of heightening the stakes of the election, saying, man, if this doesn't go our way, then everything's going to go to put and it's going to be awful. We need to stop scaring the children, okay? <laughs> like, no matter what happens, yeah. God is still on the throne, That's okay? Um, I just feel like I had to share that. So, That's good. That's uh, good. The next Thanks. question we had was... Can you please reference scripture that specifically tells us mm. to pray for the leaders of our country? That's and a great question. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have here First uh, Timothy. You do one, I'll do the other one. Yeah, First yeah. Timothy chapter two, verses one through two says, "I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, and that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness." Pray. For your leaders, and yeah. it's right there. And if you if you don't like them or you don't like the decisions that they make, you still pray for them. Right. Um, you don't pray against them. You you pray for them, mm-hmm. and you pray that God would change their hearts. And, no doubt. Um, and it's it's hard because I, I I'll just be completely transparent. <laughs> I uh, I don't pray for our leaders as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a it's not a daily thing for me, and I, I really should. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it seems like sometimes, especially praying for uh, our president, um, I'll, I'll I'll pray for wisdom, and then it's like it, he'll he'll tweet something or say something. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I oh. forgot to pray for him today. It's on you, Matt. <laughs> or I do pray, it, and it's like he, he he'll say something that's like, I wish he, he, he would. I wish he would have said that differently. But yeah. um, uh, the thing is, honestly, if you're not your most least favorite person is in office, yeah. You should pray for them more. Absolutely. Honestly, you should pray Absolutely. for them more. And that's one of the perspectives I think we need to have is no matter who 
is in the Oval Office. We need to pray for them. Who is in Congress and in, in the Senate? We need to pray for they them. Need, they need wisdom. I mean, yeah. we we regardless of what party they are, especially we, in twenty twenty, right? <laughs> like I mean, nobody knows yeah. what to do. Let's get here's another passage. First Peter two seventeen. Show proper respect to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Again, we don't have an emperor. Um, no, nope. but. We we need to honor and show proper respect, and I I I know that that's hard when you have a, a leader that um and I'm I'm not talking about President Trump. I'm just talking about whenever you have a leader. Let's mm-hmm. say you know if we have a new president, you know it's it's hard. A lot of people uh, are saying right now, you know, there's there's this resistance that well I don't like President Trump, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna follow him. You know, we're rebelling against his authority, and God doesn't give us that luxury. Yeah. God, God tells us that we and need the to context of this show. passage too is. Is an emperor who was not who really was killing and Christians. torturing Christians. Yeah. yeah, you know, honor honor the emperor. And so, why why would God ask us to do that? Well, He knew that, as you said earlier, the church, you know, the the example, the life we live, would uh, send a message to the people that that yeah. we as Christ followers are different from the rest of the world. How we treat other people, how we treat other people online on social media about this subject, really speaks volumes about our faith. You know, it's almost more important not to share your opinions, but how you share your opinions. Are we doing it gracefully? Are we, you know, if someone you know has, you know, voiced their opinions about who they're voting for and you don't agree with them at all, yeah. even if, you know, you consider them to be a brother or sister in Christ and they voted for someone you don't agree with, right. we need to show them respect. Absolutely. And, and love. Sh- and love. That's right. Yeah. And that's a, a big perspective we need to have. No matter how much you are passionate about the area of politics, we have to be passionate about the love of Christ and loving other people first. True that. True that. I agree. Double true. (laughs) Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to follow up with more principles of voting and being involved with politics and what we should do come November 3rd. So we're going to take a quick five-second break. Go get your coffee. Don't change the dial if there were dials anymore, and we'll see you in a second. All right, we're back. Wow, that five seconds is just so—it's eternity. So in that five seconds, did you go vote? <laughs> did I go vote? No, because yeah. the lines are kind of long right now. You haven't voted yet? I have not. I'm Dude, waiting for the right Friday time. Friday is the last day to early vote. I know. Because Tuesday, the lines will be long, everyone. Yes, they like, will They will be long on Tuesday. Do it. Do it now. Do it early for sure. Yes. And you know the reason why I've held out long— I mean, I pretty much made up my mind a long time ago. I'm just going to be real about that. Yeah. But it's really important to kind of— not vote super early because a lot of times things come out yeah. about that candidate, candidate and you go, whoa, that totally changes things. You yeah. know, the October surprise stuff. So you're like holding on till the very last minute? I mean, I've already made up my mind. Uh, <laughs> there's something about voting on election day that just feels really cool. Uh, that's kind of what we've, my wife and I have done. Um, but I might do things differently this year. So yeah. it's 2020. We're doing like everything a, different. It's a like record, like 50 million people. 60 voted. million 60 people million voted. People. And that's as of several days ago. Yeah. So definitely get out there and vote. Do uh, the thing. Do the voting All thing. Right. All right. I, got, I got a question for you. Well, like, hold on. Before we do these questions, we need to sort of catch where we've been doing. We've been covering we've been questions doing. about perspective. Now we're going to cover some questions that have to do with principles. Uh, and so Matt's got our first question for us. All right. Here we go. Question. How do you support a candidate who is not faithful and expect to maintain your own faith and stay in God's favor? Let's get right to it, right? <laughs> so the question is, you know, how do you vote for someone who doesn't have faith or the same faith? It, 
you can be using this word in several different ways. Faithful to what? Yeah. Right. Are they that's, faithful, what was, that's what I was going to ask. Like, are they faithful to God's principles or faithful to God's commandments? Yeah. And we're going to assume that's kind of what that person meant. And the question is, how faithful are you, right? Or am I to God's mm-hmm. commandments? Mm-hmm. How faithful does someone have to be to God's commandments? Like, is there a litmus test which things are like, okay, we'll let that slide? Or how much of – and this is sort of the character question, Yeah. right? Does this person have character qualities that – reflect Christ's character qualities. Yeah. And if they don't have any semblance of those character qualities, then how can you call yourself a Christian and vote for them? I think is essentially the question. Man, you know, and I think every every political candidate, I mean, there's always something that you can point out about their character. Oh, sure. You know, things they've said or how, how they've lived, how they've acted. Yeah, we're. I mean, none of us are perfect. My right? assumption about politicians is that they're all scumbags. That's just how. That's where. That's my starting point. But I think, I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and some I, of them are not. I get that. They're sort of the anomaly. Yeah, you know. I think I just think of them as all scumbags. So I I saw this the other day, and I think it, it may have been your your dad. Your dad posted something yeah. on on Facebook about this, but um, your dad talked about this whole character issue, mm-hmm. and uh, he he. One of the things he asks is like, well, well, where are you getting? Where are you seeing their character? Like, mm. uh, who's who's reporting on it? Yeah. Um, because uh, we know that that news and media are skewed, and so they will they will have the news lean yeah. towards or against a particular candidate. True. And you have to ask yourself, okay, so where are they getting that information? Mm. And are they are they biased? And um, is and it graded it, on a curve? Is what right. I want to know, right? <laughs> well, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why why President Trump has has resorted to tweeting because you know he he can get his message bypass the whole system. Yeah, yeah. And so um, you know, for better so, or for worse, so, right? Some of the things you see in that, you're like, okay, he could have said that a little differently, or why did he have to say that? But um, <laughs> but a lot of the things that are 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 said. Um, about politicians mm-hmm. are are done through the the lens of media, and yeah, it makes them sound horrible, and so, it's slant, it totally slanted. Right, and but, so the, the question we have to ask as believers is: What emphases, emphasize, emphases does Scripture give for leaders? Like, what character qualities are like super, super highlighted and important for us to look for as we look to uh, selecting a leader? Now, in Old Testament, obviously, and even in the New Testament, you didn't get to choose your leader. You just kind of, <laughs> especially in the Old Testament, God yeah. chose the leader yeah. or whoever's next. Um, and so, but one of the characters, and this is kind of, I'm cribbing off my dad's post here a little bit. Thanks, Dad. Um, thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Dad. You're not my dad. But... <laughs> uh, one of the things that my dad brought up is that you look at um, the kings in the Old Testament, and one of the things that God really concerns himself with is, one, does the king promote faithful worship of God? Mm-hmm. Two, does the king promote justice? And this is the primary question. So when justice failed in the country and when God's worship was abandoned, the king was held responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And those are sort of the litmus tests for whether they failed were a godly king. Because they were all messed up. I mean, even David, who had a heart after God, um, did some really, really, really raunchy things. Like some yeah. of the worst things of any of the kings. Yeah. Like almost some of the worst things. Well, I think yeah, and I think too that we. So are we talking about when you're talking about the kings and talking about qualities for leadership mm-hmm. and looking at character, like how they personally live or the the policies that are established on that character? More about policies. The focus yeah. is what did they do? What right. did they promote? What did they try to lay down laws? And that's not and, that's and, not totally dismissing character, no. but that's saying you know we we've got to look at at policies and you know what what has for so if we're looking at the two candidates, you know what has 
what has Trump shown in the way of policy in the last several years? Mm-hmm. And you know, looking at, at what at Biden's past, he hasn't been president, but um, we we see we see he's only run patterns. for office like five times. <laughs> this is the third time, I think. Is, I think but it's fourth time. I don't know. Uh, I think it's three. But okay. uh, fact check. Um, yeah, but fact uh, no, check I, I think that I, I think you have to look and say, yeah, you know, I I may not like that he says this or does this, but have his policies have have they do they line up with uh, what I believe? What does he promote? What does he promote? Does yeah. does your candidate promote the faithful worship of God? Does he promote religious freedom? Does he promote uh, the ability for people to worship God yeah. uh, freely without consequences? Um, you know, and that kind of goes for also along the lines of um, freedom of speech to some degree as well. Yeah. Do they promote that? It's do they promote values that will not encringe on religious freedoms? Because they can say all day long that oh, I'm I'm a Christian or I'm this. Politicians or, do this I'm, all I'm the time. Oh, yeah. Whether faith or slave to try and get it's like the what did it, religious vote. What right? do your actions show? You know what what are the things that you stand for show? I mm-hmm. you can say you're a Christian all day long. You can, you can take pictures of you going to church, but your actions. Policies and words, and in yeah. and, and, and the case of both candidates, I mean, they they don't have spotless character. They don't have you know every policy. I mean, you, you have to you have to weigh. You yeah. have to say, okay, what what am I going to and then ultimately go with at the end of the day? Justice, justice right? Do they promote faithful? Do they promote justice in the land? You know, and the question this kind of brings up the question of corruption. But justice for who? Justice for who? Right? It, justice for who? I mean, it's got to be. We sort of have. We sort. Of, what our tendency is to kind of cherry pick areas of justice. Like, oh, this area of justice is super important. We need to really. We need to let everyone in through our doors and immigrate whoever wants to because they come from bad countries. Well, a lot of times we don't disagree that we need to help people out. The question is, how do we help people? Yeah. Right? How do we help people? My mom is Canadian and she's tried to immigrate to this country and become a citizen. And it is hard. It is super hard. She's a real special case. Love you, mom. Um, but it's. This is the McGinty family not, episode. Yeah, it's not an easy process. <laughs> no. uh, but it's not actually meant to be an easy process, right? Yeah. Um, I wish it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easier. Easier. Right. But right. we also, you know, areas of justice, and one of the, the key litmus tests, and I don't want to get into this too much because uh, I don't want to make this like a right, – we'll get into this a little bit. But um, You're going there. I'm not going to go there just yet. So one of the huge things that, that God would hold countries accountable to for, like when a culture had reached its point where it was just really, really wicked and judgment was coming its way, yeah. was when they no longer valued human life. Right. And that was a huge, huge deal. It's one of the reasons why God gave Joshua permission to go in and basically wipe out all the existing Canaanites there because they were sacrificing their children to uh, idols. Yeah. And the Israelites were starting to do that. Yeah. And really horrendous things like that. And that was like the last straw for God. Yeah. And so I think Joshua was God's means of judgment. mm -hmm. For the Canaanite people. And the Israelites were supposed to be a model of valuing human life. And one of the accusations, too, is like, there's no justice in your courts. Yeah. Right? Your court systems are corrupt. People are accepting bribes. It's a major issue, especially, um, I believe Isaiah really leveled this against the kings as well. Uh, and so, does your pre- does the person you want to be present, are one, are they riled in corruption? Or are they – no one expects them to be pierced of wind-driven snow. Right. Um, but do they promote people getting a fair shake, Yeah, you know, and in ways that are good for the whole country as a whole? Yeah. So it's good. All right. Next question. What do we got? All I can say is vote Christian values, not personalities. We need to remember we are all sinners. In my opinion, 
this is a question, by the way. <laughs> we, uh, in my opinion, we must vote for the candidates that follow these values the closest. It's not a question. It's a really good statement. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, okay. I was thinking it was getting to a question, but that's the next one I was looking at. It so, was a comment. Yeah. And I think that's just, you know, it's one of the, we got comments and questions online. Yeah. And thank you, by the way. Yes. Thank you for doing that, I, taking the time to do that. I think we kind of, I mean, we hit on, hit on that already. Yeah. Um, Vote on on policy is not personality. We all have. Sometimes people will say, "I, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm voting for so and so based off of um, character or whatnot." But really, it's a thin veil for I don't like this person's personality. Right. You know. Either way, you know, we all have our personal taste, what someone's like or doesn't like, um, and that's we have to be careful and being aware of our own biases and inclinations, and not don't put the God stamp on something that's a personal opinion. Just just don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I thought about this too um, earlier when you mentioned this and again, not endorsing a particular candidate, but you, you said, <laughs> got to keep couching this. Right. I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned um, uh, justice and, and, and um, being a voice for those who, uh, who are oppressed and being a voice mm-hmm. for the, and in particular, you know, think about God's heart for, for the unborn, God's heart for mm-hmm. refugees as well. Yeah. Um, and, and God's heart for Israel. Um, and that's that's not brought up enough, but um, Israel is is a nation created by God, yeah. and God basically told us that um, Israel would be a blessing to the nations, but that He would also bless the nations that blessed Israel, and so the and those that curse Israel that He would curse. And so, in, in looking at this, you have to you have to understand that these are these are issues that are important to God. Again, not endorsing a candidate, but when we're thinking through that and weighing that, we have to look at that and say, okay, well, who's who's going to be a voice for these particular groups? Do the values I'm voting on align with the values that God has really clearly laid out in Scripture? That's right. That's a key, key question. Again, we want to filter our politics through our faith and not vice versa. A lot that's of times right. we're guilty of filtering our faith through the lens of politics, and that's where things get really, really hairy. And wouldn't it be awesome if we, uh, out there on social media and in the public <laughs> square, if we talked as much about uh, our love for Jesus as we do a, a particular— right. that comes back to this whole perspective. What's really important, right? <laughs> that's just a side note. Maybe I shouldn't have gotten off on All that. All right, here's but. another uh, question. Um, Biden and Harris have claimed they are people of faith. Trump has claimed this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, can you address how to debunk this claim based upon their stance on issues such as abortion? And we've 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 hit this this phrase, right? Yeah. Abortion is a big issue, and um, I'm going to be real careful how I talk about this because my daughter falls asleep to this podcast because it's so riveting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just I don't know, Matt. What do you? I love, Can we I lo- debunk this? I love how you pitch it to me. I know. Um, there so, you go. <laughs> so I I will say this that um for for people uh like Biden and Harris and, and those who um su- support you know abortion on demand, um in their viewpoint, when we talk about justice, in their viewpoint, they are fighting for justice. From their viewpoint, they're for fighting, women's rights, they're fighting for couch. women's rights. They're fighting um, to protect women and to protect 
their right to choose. And so uh, you, you look at this and you're thinking, well, how how can we both claim to be mm-hmm. Christians and we both be on such different sides of the spectrum here? Yeah. And, and you know, helping helping you to understand that. You know, and and their their cause seems right because they are standing up for for justice. In in their they're, they're calling it justice. They're calling yeah. And I mean, it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it's that they're that the thinking is completely right. Um, it, it's great that they 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 want to protect women, but why does it have to be at the expense of human life? You know, and, and you know, and Joe Biden has said that he is Catholic. Right. Um, Joe Biden has been um, not allowed to take communion. Mm-hmm. At certain churches, because of his stance on abortion, right, and so his views are actually, you know, in direct opposition to the Catholic stance right. on this issue, um, and so it's inconsistent, yeah. you know, uh, by his statements, even on just that stance. Um, I don't actually know what faith that uh, Kamala Harris has said that she yeah, adheres I'm not to. Sh- I'm not sure either. It's probably more of a generic sort of we're all one and all God's children kind of Oprah of faith is my guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cheap shot. Yeah. Um, it, but I, don't, I have to look into it a little bit more for sure. And I think it's important we listen to people. If yeah. they say they're a person of faith and they're voting for – understand why. Ask them why is this – are you okay with this? Yeah. Well, and I think you, you go back again to um, if government becomes your God. And you know, for, for mm. someone like Biden, I mean maybe – just of all the years he's been in public office, you know that that's that's kind of warped uh, his his view on the the abortion stance. And where, in order for him to get elected, he has to take a stand on this. Even oh, absolutely. If, even Joe Biden disagrees with this. And, and I would, I would, yeah, I would say, I was going to say that his stand is, has gone even more left in the last several years. Just that's because the only way he can of get elected. <laughs> the way the party has has gone. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I will say this too. A lot of times, people who are Christians. And I think they're genuine Christians. They will actually say, I don't like abortion. I think it's wrong. But I don't think it's my place to tell other people it's wrong. I don't think the government should tell. Yeah, yeah. the government can't legislate morality. The problem with that argument— Which is ridiculous because every every law we have is based on morality. The question (laughs) is, what morals can the government legislate? Yeah, Can it legislate—and I would say when it comes to life and death, government can legislate And should. And should, right? And I don't want to get into this too much because there's so many really good arguments we could lay out on this, honestly. Um, but but for for okay, if you're going to make such a big deal about science, you mm-hmm. know, and you look at the science of 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 when when life starts, yeah, life starts at conception, I mean, and like if, you have your own unique DNA by the second you're conceived, I, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you have a heartbeat. What by two weeks? Yeah, two weeks, yeah. fifteen days, I think. Brainwave but, activity by I think four weeks or five weeks. It's yeah. I mean, if we're going to make such a big deal about science, and let's let's, let's be consistent and let's look at it, look at our science here. And they, a lot of times, I'll say this. I don't want to get too much into arguments, but they'll the argument from the other side is well, it's not considered life until it's viable outside of the womb. Well, I guess in some third world countries, you're not considered a human until thirty weeks, thirty five weeks. Yeah. But in the United States, you're considered a human at 22 or 25 weeks because our technology and our medical services are far, far better. Yeah. And so sure. it's inconsistent. It's a moving line. So as technology gets better and better, well, then maybe 10 years from now, you're considered human at 20 weeks or 19 weeks or 18 weeks. You know how you – know, it just continually changes. The only thing that really is consistent is conception of birth. Yeah. And um, that's just – and again, I mean, if, when you have a Christian worldview, seeing that's that, a conception at birth, I would say you're considered 
human. We knew. We knew. Human at conception. Human at conception. But, I mean, you know, it goes back to a Christian worldview. Like, who who gets to decide when life begins and when life ends? Well, it's that's, not our, that's not our decision. The, yeah. The, the king. So. All right. Let's get on to the next question. Okay. Um, let's skip over number four. Okay. And then uh, let's do number five. Why don't you read it to us? So there are approximately 30 million Christians in the U.S. that are not registered to vote. The word tells us that we should be involved in supporting our government. Why is the church as a whole, nationally and locally, not trying to preach more about voting? Because of blowback. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's a that's. Great, it's the reason why we didn't want to talk about this. Yeah, and just being perfectly it's honest, not politically correct. Well, and I, I go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I think that um, I think that that with with culture continuing to shift and shifting away from from Christian uh, Judeo Christian um, principles. You know, it is uh, when when we take a stand on certain issues, mm-hmm. uh, and they're issues that are very much opposed to what the world says. Yeah. And um, it, when when we speak out on those issues, then it draw, people don't want to come to church anymore. They don't want to they don't want to hear it because they, they feel like that's harsh and unloving, and and they feel like that's that totally goes against what they are hearing everywhere else. And so, How can they be right if everyone else is you right. know, wrong sort of thing? Right. And as pastors, like our inclination is we want to have as big of a tent as possible. We want to reach as many people with the love of Christ. That is our goal in our tent. We yeah. want as many people to know the truth. And so we want to remove stumbling blocks as much as we think it's appropriate to do. But at the same time, we can't compromise on what God's Word says. Yeah, you can't ignore it either. I mean, no. you, you can't say, well, I don't want to teach on that because that's, that's uncomfortable. Like it, It's, yeah, I mean. That's why our phrase for our church, our slogan is, Love big, live bold. Love yeah. comes first. We want to love big. We want to really just love you with full abandon, see how we can be a part of your life and, and be there for you as Christ did. But we also need to live bo- with boldness. We can't compromise what God's Word and says. And some people think that you can't do both. Like, you have you, to do both. Yeah, well, you love first. They, they think that you, you be bold, but if you're uh, – are you condoning the actions of other people? And that's I, – I, I think How that, can you call someone – Tell someone what they're doing is wrong and still love them. Yeah, because you're. It sounds like you're attacking that person. If you tell them they're wrong, you're not just attacking um, what they think. But if that's who they are, then that's that. It, you take that. They take that personally. You, you have know? to look at it as rescue. Yeah. And if to rescue someone, you have to first address what the issues are that are causing them harm to yeah. rescue them. And I told. I totally think you can. You can do that. I mean, Jesus did that. Yeah. But you can totally show love. And still share the truth. I think of the woman at the well, you know, and Jesus was very loving to her, but he also very confrontational. He, he confronted her with truth, and yeah. uh, said, you know, actually, you have you have a number of husbands, and and uh, go and and sin no more, and and you know, I I think we, we have to do both. We have to love big and live bold, and find the way to. And I think the go and sin no more, that was actually from the lady who was caught in adultery, oh, where yeah. people were about to stone her, and Jesus started writing things in the sand. Yeah. And they all, you know, say, who among you has not sinned? Throw the cast of first stone. And everyone's like, well, I've all, we've all done something. Yeah. Um, and no one threw a stone. And when no one's gone, he said, he's only here to condemn me. And then he yeah. said, go and sin no more. He didn't say, mm-hmm. no big deal. He said, go and sin no more. He recognized that what she did was wrong, but still showed her mercy and grace. Sure. Uh, so that's just some perspective for us. And what's hard, too, did is Did we like, answer the question? I, uh, <laughs> why do people not talk more about voting? 
And it's Why is the church not? Uh, we, we want people to like us, right? Yeah. That's our human inclination. We want people to like us. So if we say something confrontational, we're worried that people may not like us. Well, and I will say, I will say this again. Um, Pastor Steve, you did an amazing job of, of doing this. Every time we had an election, you know, mm-hmm. he would encourage us to go vote, to go vote, to make sure you vote Christian principles. And um, he did an amazing job with that. So more pastors would do that and encourage their congregations to be civic-minded, not just because it's the right thing to do, but because it's it's the godly thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, I think that's all we have time for today. Uh, we've, we've talked a lot. We have. This might be our next to second longest one ever, uh, but it's important. It's Absolutely. important. We want to encourage you all to vote. We want to encourage you to have confidence uh, in the principles and perspective that we talked about today and who you vote for. And we want you to know this weekend and next week, in case you listen to this after the election, that all is not lost. If That's your right. candidate did not win, God is still on his throne. Hope is pray, not found. Pray for your leaders. Government. Whoever they are, pray for your leaders. Yep. They need him. True. So having said that, let's pray. You're it. I get to pray. Go. All right. Journey Father, thank you so much that you have given us your word. You've given us principles. You've given us a heavenly perspective that sometimes we lack here on this terrestrial earth, Lord. We Our perspective is so limited. We see a couple inches in front of our nose and we get worried about things. We start to have fear mm-hmm. instead of letting our faith dictate our choices and how we should live our lives. God, we pray that you give us a love for other people who have different opinions than us, yeah. that we might be able to see past our own opinions and love people for who they are. God, we know that you're gracious. God, we also know that you're righteous. And God, we pray that our lives would reflect those character qualities of who you are without compromising your character, and without compromising your love either. God, we just pray for our country. Yeah. No matter what happens, we want uh, you to be present. We want our country to reflect your values as much as that's possible. God, gear up the church to make a difference in this culture, yeah. make a difference in people's lives, and not put our hope in government and politi- politicians to change this world. That change can only come from your Holy Spirit and through the agents of your church. God, mobilize us in all the right ways. Yeah. We pray all this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) So much. My brain is going to explode. Hopefully that helps. Hopefully it helps you out there. Matt, how can people contact us? They have questions for us. You already know the answer to this. I but know I'll that. tell them. But you it's uh, Matt at fpcpeople.org or dmcginty at fpcpeople.org. Um, we would love your feedback. And you and can uh, message on Facebook, too, through our church Facebook as well. Yeah, and if you have a fun idea that we can Seriously. tackle. Um, yeah. We'll take your ideas. Now, this is my part. Please, if you watch this on YouTube, subscribe, please. <laughs> subscribe, subscribe. It tells the Google overlords that our video is important and other people get to see it as a result. Hit that notification bell as well. Like our Facebook page for our church Ding. so you always get uh, notifications about when we post our latest videos. Of course, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, yes. that's a big one. And, of course, you can always ask Alexa. Play Tune In Podcast Thursdays, True and Trivial Talk, and she will happily put you to sleep. So, <laughs> all <laughs> that's right. all we got. Let's put this thing out of its misery. Let's be done. Go vote. Go. You go America. vote. I will, yeah, you go I, vote. I need to go vote. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.